Welcome to the Elevate Your Life podcast with Evelyn Kelly. I'm your host, Evie, life and confidence coach, and I'm here to support you to create unstoppable self-belief and confidence, own your self-worth, and to elevate all areas of your life. Join me for soulful yet straight-talking chats with epic humans, juicy DNMs with me, and loads of inspiration so that you can be the best vision of yourself and live a life you truly love and deserve. Are you with me? Here we go. Hello, gorgeous one. Welcome back to the Elevate Your Life podcast with Evelyn Kelly. Today, I am delighted to share with you a guest interview with the beautiful Jackie Rogash. Jackie is a certified transformation and mindset coach who works with game changers, the big hearted women who have experienced trauma or significant adversity in the past that still impacts the way that they live their lives today. With over 11 years experience working in trauma and forced roles, dealing with sexual assaults, family violence, mental health, grief, and so much more, Jackie now empowers her clients to move through their self-doubt, self-sabotage, fear of judgment, and unhealthy subconscious patterns so that they can discover a genuine happiness they've never known, reignite their inner spark, and ultimately discover their true self. In today's podcast episode, Jackie shares so much about her own personal journey through trauma and adversity and what trauma and adversity really is and means and how we define that. And then also about the healing journey and what have been some of the the really pivotal things that have been so supportive for her and how she supports her own clients. There is so much rawness, vulnerability, realness and wisdom in this podcast episode and I really hope that you take so much from it I hope it's really supportive and I hope it stimulates some more conversations within yourself first and foremost and then with those in your own personal worlds so without further ado here is the one and only Jackie Rogash hey Jackie welcome to the elevate your life podcast it's so good to have you join us today thank you so much for having me I'm so excited to be here Amazing. So I love to start off all of my podcast interviews with a dose of inspiration. uh, And I'd love for you to tell us your favorite quote and why. Yeah, this is a tricky one because you kind of, you know, go to all of these ones. But the one that I always come back to is from Marianne Williamson. And it's our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, and fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? Love that one. That's actually my favorite quote as well. And I've shared that on the podcast before. I think actually another guest has as well. So yeah, it's a goodie. It's a goodie. And it's funny <laughs> because I had the the last part, like who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, and talented, stuck on my mirror as a teenager. So growing up, I had that quote on there. And then it was only like years and years later that I realized that it was part of, you know, a longer piece of writing. But I think it just, for me, that just resonates so deeply with what I do. And it is, it just resonates so deeply with me and everything that I've moved through and overcome, but also my clients as well. So I just think it's, it's so powerful. 
Mm, yeah, couldn't agree more. I love that so much. So, so cool. So before we dive in today's, to today's conversation, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do and how you came to do this work? Before we were planning this podcast, we kind of we're getting to know each other a bit more and you were saying, oh, you've done all these, these jobs in the past before I came into coaching, you know, all the, all the light stuff jokingly. <laughs> and um, so I'd love yeah, to hear a bit about that journey and, and what's led you to here. Yeah. So uh, it's such a loaded question because there's so many <laughs> elements to this. Um, and I know we're going to dive into some other stuff in terms of my healing. So I'll just touch on how I, um, I guess my career background um, so I grew up in country Victoria in Australia. So I grew up in Echuca and, well, a few places before then, but mainly Echuca. And I wanted to be a lawyer, and which was interesting. And then I did work experience at a law firm and in Echuca and it was the most boring week of my life. <laughs> so I decided that I didn't want to be a lawyer and I went to a careers expo and <laughs> <laughs> told mum I wanted to be a massage therapist. She's like, right, we've gone from an enter of 99 to zero. Um, but I stayed in Echuca for quite a few years after I finished high school. I was going to go to uni, but because of a few things that we'll talk about, I didn't really, I sort of gave up on school and dad was, mum and dad were like, just have a year. So I started working, worked in hospitality for a while. And then I worked as the accounts clerk at a car dealership in Echuca. Then I moved to Melbourne and got a job in recruitment. So I started working in admin and it was funny because I was applying for jobs in account, like accounts type roles. And it was only that my brother said, you should work in recruitment. It's really good money. I'm like, cool, let's do that. (laughs) So I worked in recruitment for three and a half years and it just drained the life out of me. Like, yes, the money was good and the people that I worked with were amazing, but I didn't find it challenging at all. It was one of those things where I have no problems talking to people and building relationships, but in terms of um, like I didn't find it stimulating at all and the hours were so long and it was just exhausting. And I'd always wanted to be a police officer, always, since I was little, and there was a few times earlier that I was going to apply. Mum's like, no, just wait, you know, get some more life experience. And her brother, father, cousin, and another family member were in the police force as well. So she'd sort of seen what it was like anyway. And there was a number of times I was going to apply, but I didn't. I just went, no, I'm, I'm just applying because this is what I want to do. And it's what I thought I always wanted to do. So I worked in the police force for seven years seven and a half years. And obviously that's where the light, the light and easy stuff comes into Mm. what we're doing. Um, so I worked a combination of like general duties, dealing with family violence, mental health, that kind of thing, but also within one of the drug tasking units, which was awesome. Then when I left there, I got a job at Monash uni in Melbourne, working as an investigation and risk assessment specialist. So what we did was dealt with all problem and threatening behavior. So we're looking at mental health, sexual assaults, family violence, bullying, harassment, discrimination, um, threats, terrorism, like anything that falls under that umbrella of 
I guess, not normal or anything that has a criminal element. Um, but it was sort of through the process of leaving VicPol that I started seeing a psychologist because I really defined myself as a police officer. She was like, you know, who are you? I'm like, I'm a cop. She's like, no, no, you're not. That's your job. I'm like, no, no, I'm a cop. She's like, no. So it was a big identity shift for me. Um, and then I was like, oh, maybe I'll go down the path of psychology. And then it just so happened that she was talking about her best friend who's a coach and that sort of, it was like coach, psychologist, coach, psychologist. And I started looking into it and then started with Beautiful You Coaching Academy. And then, so I was studying coaching when I started at Monash and just worked part-time in my business outside of hours. And then January of this year, so 2021, resigned and went full-time in my coaching business. Amazing. Yeah. And what was the the light bulb thing that was like coachings for me? Like how did you do, how did you find that? There was a couple of things. It was one of those things where I looked at psychology and coaching. Psychology, I'm like, I can't go back to uni for six years. So, you know, as you know, you go from working and earning money and then the idea of being a student, I'm like, I can't do this. I've got a mortgage. I've got all of these things. Um, but also the other thing, and it was funny, it was this passing comment by Danielle, my psych, and she was like, oh, my friend's a coach and she charges more than me an hour. And I was like, holy shit, I know how much you charge an hour, so this <laughs> might be good for me. But really it was the fact of I didn't want to be stuck in people's trauma anymore. Like obviously mm. psychology is really around processing that trauma and helping people move through that. And yeah. I didn't want to be in that space. I wanted to be that person that helped people move forward and you know, start believing in themselves and start building their self-worth as opposed to sitting in that. So that was, yeah, that was the changing moment for me. Mm, beautiful. I resonate with that so much. I had a similar journey in that, yeah, I was actually seeing a psychotherapist and I was like, I love this therapy work and it's so fascinating. But I was like, do I really want to be in this side or do I want to be slightly further along? And yeah, yeah. yeah. I resonate with that so much. Thank you for sharing your story and, and your journey. It's so fascinating. You're welcome. So I guess we wanted to talk today about the heavy stuff, yeah. about trauma and about healing and what that journey sort of can look like and, and how we can support people along the way. So I thought maybe just to start the conversation, we could talk about a little bit of a definition or just talking to what actually is trauma and how would you define that? Yeah, sure. So you know, everybody has a trauma response, you know, everybody. And to me, trauma is, you know, it's our physical response to certain situations. And it usually arises when we feel unsafe, when we feel like something has been taken away from us, or we feel like we've been threatened or something in our life has been threatened, or there's the potential that we could be harmed or you know, disconnected from our safety. So disconnected from the things that make us feel safe and anything that fits that category could result in a trauma. Knowing that everybody's responses to different things will be different. You know, I've experienced really significant trauma in my life and I know people who haven't experienced, you know, Fortunately, haven't been through anything like I have, but that's not to say they don't have trauma in their life. Mm. You know, so it's that how your body reacts to something 
And whenever you feel unsafe, whenever you feel threatened, whenever you feel disconnected from that safety blanket, that can result in a trauma. Mm. Yeah, beautiful. And so it's just those really challenging times, right? And it could be so different for so many people. Um, But yeah, I like the way that you've described that there and that it could be so much so anything everything almost um but it's how you respond to it I guess and yeah yeah and it can be different for everyone well and everybody's experiences are different you know everybody's Mm. I guess threshold of what they've been through is different like if you look now we're currently living in a global pandemic it's a collective trauma knowing that there are some people who are really really suffering and struggling and there are other people that aren't Mm. you know so that's probably the easiest and most relatable example that everybody can relate to right now. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because I think, I don't know if this is the case for you, but certainly before I came into this work, we kind of think about trauma as this like awful big thing Mm -hmm. and almost taboo. And but like you say, it can be like the challenges of COVID and this pandemic um, and how that affects us all. Um, what would you say to that? Like, I feel like it's it's kind of like a taboo topic sometimes for some people. I agree. And it's one of those things where, you know, even if you look at mental health, for example, you know, talking about mental health 10, 20, 30 years ago was just such a big no, no. Mm. Then now we're talking about trauma and I actually believe, you know, talking about it. And making it more common in terms of like it's not a taboo topic allows people to be seen more. Mm. I think, you know, there are certain elements of trauma, if you want to say, that some people might, you know, abuse in a way. But I think, you know, I think for some people it still is taboo, but the more you play in that or the more that you are around that, the less taboo it is. And obviously for me, because I've spent the last 12 years in trauma-informed roles, Mm. it's just such, you know, it's so common for me. It's like everybody's experienced something, whereas people who haven't necessarily been around that or haven't witnessed what I might have will sort of look at it and go, oh, we can't talk about that. But I think there's also the stigma with whether you're talking about trauma or mental health, there's that misconception or that myth of talking about it makes it worse mm. when it really doesn't. You know, it's like, um, is it the sound of silence? <laughs> the song um, where they say silence like a cancer grows. And I fully believe that with trauma, you know, like it festers when we don't talk about it. It manifests and grows when we try and suppress it and pretend that it's not there. And when we try and shut it down. So I think by talking about it, it actually creates more freedom and space for whoever's going through that to, you know, move through that and feel better. Amazing. Yes. I couldn't agree with you more. Thank you for sharing that as well. I think that's so, so important. Absolutely. So can we talk a little bit more about the healing journey and what that what that can look like? Again, this is, I mean, a huge question and a huge topic and it's going to look so different for so many people. But perhaps you could also maybe speak to a little bit of what you've journeyed through yeah. and what's been really supportive for you and your clients. Sure. 
So <laughs> this one I'll keep short, but there's a lot. Um, as I said, I grew up country Victoria, very, had a really great upbringing. Like we traveled a lot. We certainly weren't wealthy, like a wealthy family, but we got more experiences, which I love. Um, I was a straight A student, very, you know, um, yeah, straight A student, very, um, academic. And I was one of those people that was good at everything, you know, like I've always loved sport and everything else. I was bullied at school because I'm hairy. Um, thanks to my parents. Um, so that was the first part. And then I went to a different high school to my friends. So that like year seven for me was horrible. And then I kind of, because of that, I learned just to blend in, you know, put on the masks and just fit in. Mm. When I was 15, I was raped by someone that I knew. So that was when my depression really started. So for eight months, I was in a really really, really dark place and I didn't tell anyone what had happened. Mm. Um, I went to a camp that sort of helped me overcome that but not deal with it per se. Then when I was 21, 21, I left a really loving relationship just because we're at very different stages of our lives and started dating this guy who had chased me for ages and ages and ages and I just wasn't interested and, I don't know, he – I guess he had what my other relationship didn't have and that turned into a pretty violent relationship. So he was very controlling and manipulative and, you know, would tell me what I could and couldn't wear, <clears throat> would steal my phone bill and go through that to see who I'd been talking to, broke into my mum and dad's house, chased me with a baseball bat, like lots of lots of things. Not He didn't physically assault me but there was – all of this other stuff. And he was actually the reason why I left Echuca because I was like, I'm, I can't be here anymore. So I left Echuca. And then at the age of 23, I had a stalker. So that came from an online dating site. So for anyone who's online dating, just be careful. You know, if people don't have photos of themselves, question that. Um, so that came in the form of text messages and then dick pics, which no one wants. Um, at the time, I think the first two days I started getting the messages, I went to the police and they just said, it's nothing we can do. And so I just left it for months and months and months. And then I didn't hear from him for a couple of months. And then I started at the police academy and then the dick pic started. And so it was only because I was in the police force that something actually happened about that. Um, and then I just kind of suppressed everything, right? I really suppressed everything. When I was at the police force, I was known as the, which feels so surreal to me right now, the person that didn't didn't show any emotions, didn't care about, you know, anything, any of the jobs that I went to were fine. Like, you know, Jackie can deal with anything, that kind of thing. I was just like the happy extrovert that, you know, was full of energy that nothing, nothing bothered her, um, which obviously is not me, but that was who I pretended to be. Mm. I think there was one time I cried when a kitten got hit by a car and everyone was like, are you crying? Like you're the toughest C-U-N-T, I know. Um, like why are you crying? I'm like, it's a little kitten, you know. So I did have emotions. I just didn't show them. And then when I left um, Vic Pohl, it wasn't all by my choosing. There was – a whole saga that went on behind the scenes with that and it was one of those things that because of that every 
trauma and all of my experiences previously surfaced and Mm. I hit, yeah, the lowest point of my life in 2016 and was literally sitting in the, on the floor in my kitchen with a knife against my wrist thinking, you know, how can I end this? How can I end my life where my partner and my family don't have to find me or don't have to clean up anything? And it was in that moment where I'm like, I can't, like, I've got two choices. I either end my life or I turn my life around. And in that moment, I decided that I wanted to be one of those people who turned their lowest point into, you know, their highest point. And I know not everyone goes through something like that, which is great. You know, I wouldn't wish that upon anyone. But for me, it took getting to that point to realize that I needed to address everything that had happened. Um, Wow. Yeah. So from there, I started seeing my psych and I'd seen psychs throughout my time and a lot of them just did nothing for me. And then when I started seeing Danielle within five minutes, I was like, you're my person. And she actually brings in elements of coaching as well, which I loved, you know, within five minutes, she's like, right, we're going to deal with what's going on now to make sure you're safe. We're going to work on what's happened through what's happened in the past, but we're also going to figure out what you want your future to look like. Amazing. And having that was like, okay, like I'm safe here. Like this is, this is where I'm meant to be. Wow. I have full on goosebumps. That's a really, really incredible story. Oh my goodness. And my heart goes out to you and all the things that you've journeyed through and experienced and how, how special that you're still here giving this gift to, to your clients and your people and your world. So thank you. I um, told you, I told you there was a lot. <laughs> yeah. Holy moly. Wow. <laughs> um, and gosh, it just, I just feel like I have so much more love and respect for you because that's just enormous. And yeah how beautiful that you can give that gift to other people now. Thank you. And I think, you know, it's certainly not something that I've always been able to talk about. Mm. You know, it's only been probably the last three years where I've spoken openly about everything. Um, There was little bits and pieces that I would talk about, but not, you know, not in detail. Um, Or it was like everything was kept in this little box that was just Mm. so closed and I'd open it and then I'd close it. But every time I opened it, it was just so painful. And so I just yeah. kind of shoved it down and shoved it down until it got to the point where it's like, you can't do this anymore. And I think, you know, because of what I've been through, that's how I'm able to support my clients, knowing that everybody goes through something different and everyone's experiences are different. But I think because I do share my life, like I don't know, just rock up and be like, I'm amazing. Every day is amazing. Like there's nothing wrong with my life. I never experienced sadness or, you know, cause that's just a lie. <laughs> um, and I think because they can see parts of themselves or they know that I've been there, they feel safe with me. And I think that's really, mm. really supported me in the space that I sit. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful, amazing. And so, so wonderful that you had that moment of like, I want to I want to turn this around and this is going to be the thing that catapults me forward into my higher self and the life that I really want and deserve. So how beautiful and that you were able to reach out for that support and found your person. I think also just that story around finding the right person for you. I think that's, 
huge and we don't talk about that enough as well. I remember when I went to psychotherapy for the first time and I was like searching all these people online and I'm like, oh no, no, no. And then I found this one person that I, I don't know, intuitively, I just knew she was the one for me. And she had this massive waiting list. And I'm like, I'm fine, I'll wait. And I actually was pretty okay to wait. Um, but I'm so glad I did. And she was the right one for me. And yeah. Um, yeah, so thanks for also sharing that part of the journey. Oh, no worries. And something I say to everybody, like if they're at this, if you're at the stage where you want to like talk to a psychologist and you don't have to talk to a psychologist just because you've been through something you know, as big as I have, like it can just be, you know, yeah. I have check-ins with her if I'm just feeling a bit off or want to process something. But anyone that comes to me that says they're looking at a psychologist, I'm always really open. I'm like, if they don't feel right, find someone else. It doesn't yeah. matter if it takes 10 people, like you don't owe them anything. Like just by seeing someone once, you don't need to keep going back to them, especially if you don't think they can help you. So mm. take your time and find someone that is right for you because having, you know, worked with a number of people that I was like, this is just such a waste of my time, like it makes a huge difference. And I think that's where it can be hard because if you go to a psychologist and they don't help you, it's like, oh, like no one can help me, but it's just a matter of finding the right person for you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what would your take on this be like having different people for different stages of the journey? Cause I hear what you said in that you loved that she had an element of coaching in her as well in her work. Um, yep. what, yeah. What would you say to that? Having maybe a therapist first and then a coach or a blend of the two or hundred percent do yeah. you just do you, you know, whatever works for you. I have heaps of clients who work with a psychologist or counselor or therapist as well as me um, mm. at the same time and it works really well. You know, there's obviously times when that's not appropriate in, and there'll be times when I'll say to someone you really need to, mm. you know, do this work before you work with me. But in terms of like, and I guess this comes back from all of my years of training and finding the right coaches and stuff like that, it's you need to do what's right for you and we move through different stages, Yeah. right? You know, it's the same as if you go to one gym and you're like, I'm not improving here, I'm going to go to a different gym. Like mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. And it's the same whether you're working with coaches or therapists or anything. It's like I, you know, started my journey with a psychologist and then I worked with a couple of coaches. Then I hired a business coach. I'm now working with a business and a spirituality coach and knowing that down the track I'll probably work with someone else that focuses on something else as well. So it's just really about, you know, what do you want right now and go for mm. that. Like don't feel like you have to stay in the same place because we're not meant to. Yeah, yeah, love that. I've had quite a few people come to, to coaching with me that have gone through lots of counselling or therapy type work and that was great for a while but then they're like there's only so much talking I can kind of do and going over and over and over the same stuff type of thing yeah. and so they were really in that point of like I want to move forward with this like acknowledging my past still healing along the way but still moving forward and I think I guess that's where coaching is such a wonderful wonderful thing because it yeah. can yeah get you moving towards the life and the, the version of you that you really want um there's a time and place for both right or or like you say yeah. simultaneously but working on slightly different things yeah 
Absolutely. And I have very similar experience in that clients have come they're like, why has no, no one ever told me this? Like, yeah. why is, why yeah. have I never, you know, why have I been sitting this stuff for the last five years when I could have been here? And again, I think it's just everybody's journey. Totally. Yeah, we've all got our own journey. And sometimes we look back, it's very easy to look back and go, I wish I did this, you know, mm. five years ago. But then the question is, would you have been ready? Yeah, exactly. And you have to be ready. You have to be ready for this kind of work. And sometimes 100%. the universe will will force it upon you or plant some some situations. But, yeah, I mean, you've got to be willing enough to do the work, hey? Otherwise. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, awesome. So tell us then about some of the common blocks that keep us stuck that don't enable us to keep moving forward. <laughs> Uh, there's so many, but I think <laughs> generally it's, you know, it's ourselves. Mm-hmm. The thing that keeps us stuck is us. So whether that plays out in the form of your inner critic, whether it plays out from lack of confidence or lack of self-love or um, those limiting beliefs and also our patterns of behavior. You know, if you've been living in the same cycle where you self-sabotage or you procrastinate or you people please constantly, stepping away from that is really hard. So then when it comes time to trying to step away from it, that's what keeps us stuck. Like those blocks are us and whether it is what we believe about ourselves or the patterns that we move through, it's like that's what we need to become aware of in order to move forward. Yeah. In my opinion. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, I, I'm there with you. Absolutely agree. Um, and then how can we sort of start to perhaps become aware of them or start to navigate those blocks? Yeah. So this is where coaching is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but it's one of those things where you just need to start getting really curious about yourself. Yeah. You know, if increase your self-awareness and if you don't have much self-awareness that like there's nothing wrong with that like everybody is different but becoming really aware of what you think how do you feel when you're doing certain things or you're around certain people like what are those patterns or habits that continually play out and a lot of the time we know it you know a lot of the time you're like oh shit why does this always happen to me and if you're saying that to yourself The question then is what is it that always keeps happening and then like digging deeper and discovering why that happens, like Mm -hmm. where does that stem from, why do you have that belief or, yeah, why why is that continually playing out in your life? But the first step is you need to become self-aware and you need to be prepared to do the work and by do the work, I know that can be a saying that just gets thrown around. Mm-hmm. What I mean is by increasing your self-trust, by paying yourself attention, by creating space for yourself, by taking care of yourself. You know, it's it's not an overnight thing, right? It is such a journey. And so many of us are like, we just want to get there now. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like, shit, I want to feel amazing. Why hasn't this happened yet? It's like we've got a whole lifetime of stuff that we need to move through, shift, reframe, so it's not going to be an overnight thing. So I think increase your self-awareness and just be prepared for a journey. 
because it is a journey and it's a wonderful journey and you learn so much along the way, but it's not, it's not easy. Like, I'm not going to lie. I'd love to sit here and go, yeah, super easy. But if it was super easy, everybody would do it. Yeah. But so rewarding, so fulfilling at the end, absolutely. Or, or along the way as well, actually, I should say. Like you say, it's a it's an ongoing journey, hey? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It never ends. Once you start, it never ends. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> in the best way. Yes. Yeah, best way possible. For sure, for sure. It's almost like I often say when you when you get little glimpses of like your true self or your higher self or what life could be like, then it's like that's such beautiful like fuel to to keep you going and and like keep going through some of the harder bits yeah yeah so for sure annoying. and it's you know I always say you can't go from zero to 100 without going through the other 99 numbers like <laughs> yes. you can jump to 50 but if something goes wrong you're going to go back to zero so it's like really laying those foundations and stopping and checking in and reflecting along the way because there's been so many times where I'm like oh this is amazing. Look at what, like, look at how far I've come. And as you said, like when you start connecting to who you truly are, not who society's told you to be, everything changes. Yeah. Everything changes. Yeah. Life really starts loving. I often say, yeah, yeah, well you do. And it's, you know, I remember, I'll tell you this quickly. I remember going Mm. into, cause I lived with like cyclical depression was one of those things where I would just go, go, go for six to eight months, never stop, pretend everything was okay, go to every event, talk to all of the people, and then I would just crash. I'd hit depression for a couple of weeks. And, you know, when I was in that place, I would have suicidal thoughts and I would go to like those really dark thoughts. And I remember when I was working with Danielle, we, um, there was, it was January, we had our appointment She's like, how are you? I'm like, I'm actually really good. I said, I'm exhausted and I'm worn out and work has been so overwhelming and I'm on the verge of burnout, but I haven't thought about killing myself once. And she was like, what? And I don't think she realized it was as bad because no one ever knew. You know, I was one of those people that just never told anybody. But for me, that was such an epiphany moment because I'm like, I don't have to feel like this. Mm. And if I wasn't present and wasn't self-aware, I would have skipped and missed that moment. And that, you know, that moment was such a changing point for me. Mm. Wow. Interesting. Hey, and that's, Mm. yeah, so often the way is that we can still be really highly functioning, but have all of this trauma and stuff to process and move beyond. And yeah, I guess that's part of, probably part of your coping mechanism for a long time, but then also, yeah. Yeah. Well, you go into, you survive, right? You go into survival mode. So it's like, let's just get through this. Yeah. But yeah. And the only reason I share that is because like celebrate your progress. Mm. You know, if you have a little slip back, that's okay. You're aware of that slip back. So what do you need to do to course correct? Yeah. You know, what do you need to do to get back on track? But just, Celebrate the shit out of yourself because we don't do that enough. Yes. So important. Yes. And all the little steps along the journey for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Cause sometimes it can be like, oh, it's this thing again, or like the yeah. same belief or the yeah. same pattern. Yeah. You're like, oh, 
and there's you know more layers of it but I'm you know I guess I'm at the point where I'm like oh okay there's another layer of this like cool what can I learn like okay yay this is coming up but then I know when you're early in the journey it can feel like oh man am I not making any progress but you so are and we have to go through it in stages and layers and it's all just part of the journey right but definitely celebrate the wins along the way and that's a really good point that you make like fear never goes away right our limiting beliefs never go away yeah but they don't have to control you and as you said it is one of those things where initially you know like your limiting belief like let's just say um I'm not good enough it might show up in one way and then you work through that and you're like oh cool the next time you try something new or the next time you up level or the next time you're like stepping out of your comfort zone, that belief and the thought is going to come back. Yeah. So instead of being like, I'm here again, look at it and go, oh, okay. Like look at it with curiosity. Yeah. So it's like, why are you here? And if you're here, it's actually a really good thing because it means that I'm about to do something that's really meaningful to me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and my personal experience is just this week talking with, with our mutual coach of the pressure that I put on myself, which is, again, mm. my pattern that I go through. Um, but it's like, oh, okay, so here's, here's another up level, here's another growth edge. And, of course, the pressure comes up through there. Um, yeah. But that's just another opportunity for me to, to heal it, to move beyond it, to step beyond it so I can up level and grow. And so yeah. I share that as well, uh, just you know, to bring some reality to it and say oh. that we all have this and and at lots of different stages of life and business and all of the things that we move through, there'll be, yeah, some of those core things that often pop up for us, um, you know, our core patterns or wounds or programming, but it's just, yeah, more layers. Everybody <laughs> has stuff. So yep. if you're out there thinking, you know, <laughs> oh, it's all fine for these two to sit here and talk about this, but they don't know what it's like, you know, everybody has their own stuff. Everybody has their own doubt and fears and, yeah. you know, expectations and whatever it is. But, you know, maybe it just, you know, the way that they move through it looks a little bit different. So, yeah, please. I, and I'm the same. Like I very openly share on the days that I'm not good or the days that, things feel hard and heavy, like I'll share that because I'm human. Yeah. You know, not every day is going to feel amazing and that's just the reality. You know, you can still be happy and content and love yourself even on the really shitty days, but not every day is going to be amazing. Yep. Yep. Love it. Absolutely. So true. So true. And we all have our own stuff. Absolutely. It's just yeah. And I mean, I hope this this conversation brings it more to the light. And I hope that this also encourages people to to have these kind of conversations more in their own personal worlds with themselves, first and foremost, of course, getting really honest and real with yourself, but also with those around you if you if you want to. Because yeah. I feel like we so need to have more of these conversations. Oh yeah. And you know, as someone who used to avoid any kind of deep conversation, like it was just like, let's just talk nonstop about nothing. Whereas now it's like wait, like I'm not here for this. Like I'm only here for deep conversations and soul chats. Um, you know, my mum will ring me and tell me about, I don't know, someone's neighbor's cousin or something. I'm like, why are you telling me this? Like, I don't, I don't care about this. You know? <laughs> and it's just because I like, I want to see people, you know, if I'm talking to you, I want to know you. Yeah. I don't want to know the story that you put on or the facade that you 
think is safe. Like I want to see you and I don't think, especially as women, I don't think we have enough spaces to feel fully seen as we are. Mm. And so, yes, absolutely start these conversations, but also make sure it's with someone that you know yeah. is safe and that you can trust. Yes, 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 absolutely. Yeah. So if people are just starting off on their journey and there's like little light bulbs going off in this conversation, where would you suggest they start? Mm, that's a good question. It's, you know, I think a lot of people start with podcasts, they start with reading books, they start with um, or audio books, that kind of thing, just because it feels safer, mm-hmm. like it feels safer to do it by ourselves. Um, so that's a great place to start. You know, if you want to explore something more, if you've noticed something come up, then do some research, find some resources and look into that. But, you know, honestly, now that I've discovered coaching, you know, start there. Like even if it's a free, you know, challenge or a free, um, training that someone's running, like, do that or if it's a short course or something like that because you'll learn so much more when you've got someone else on your side than you do by yourself. Like, sure, you can do the work by yourself but it's going to take a really long time whereas when you've got support from someone else, it's much easier. But I think, again, it just comes back to that self-awareness and figuring out what it is that you actually want to work on and then working out the next steps from there. Yeah, beautiful. Couldn't agree more. And um, yes, we're both coaches, but oh my goodness, it's so transformative from, you know, definitely in my personal life, but everyone I coach and I'm sure you have the same experience as well, Jack. So it's it's life-changing stuff. And, you know, coaching isn't just for, um, we were talking about this before, but coaching isn't just for businesses. You know, I am not a business coach. You know, I deal with people who don't own business, like I not deal with, I work with and support people who don't have businesses. So don't think that it has to be, you know, for certain types of people because there are so many coaches out there, like so many different niches. And again, yeah, we're coaches, but neither of us are going to force anyone to come and work for us. Like mm. if you came to me and you're like, I really want to focus on spirituality, I'd be like, yeah, I'm not your coach. Like that's not, you know, that's not what I do. And I'll gladly refer you to someone else. So even that, like if you have someone in your community or you follow someone and you want to explore something more and you don't know where to start, reach out to them and ask them who they recommend because I'm going to (laughs) – I've got to be careful what I say here. I was going to say any good coach or any um, any coach that holds himself to a certain standard won't work with you if you're not if you like you know if you're not looking to work with what they deal with and within mm. their niche, they'll refer you to someone else because it's not a competitive industry, which is something that I you know had to overcome as well, thinking that. Everyone was competition, whereas now all of my best friends are like working in the same industry as me. But just reach out and ask, like ask questions of people that you're inspired by and who do they recommend or what do they recommend and go from there. Yeah, absolutely. Love it, love it, love it. Couldn't agree more. And so agree that you can absolutely do lots of the work yourself, but having someone support you, guide you, show you your blind spots, hold your hand through it, hold you accountable 
just makes it so much more rewarding and enjoyable, but also so much faster. The stuff that you can cover in just a couple of months of coaching always blows my mind when I'm doing like the oh. last coaching session of a, of a series. I'm like, the amount of stuff that we've journeyed through and healed and created and achieved is just wild. It blows my mind all the time. And it's just sure. magical. And the thing is, you've got that person reflecting things back to you. You've got yeah. that that, you know, unbiased, impartial opinion of someone that's like, is that true or is this coming up for you? And it's like, oh, actually, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. You know, so coaches just bring awareness to things that you may not have thought about, but also, as you said, like, God, I love the last, how good is the last session yeah. of the coaching series? Because you <laughs> just know, like, let's go through all this and every, you know, every single person is like, oh, my God, I'd forgotten about half of that. Like, how yeah. have I achieved so much in three months? And he's like, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. So, so cool. So special. Well, shall we move on to some rapid fire questions now? Let's do it. (laughs) So what have been some of the game changing habits, practices, rituals that you've done uh, that's made a really massive difference for you in your own personal journey? Journaling. Amazing. Journaling's like, I don't know, everybody who knows me knows that journaling is just my go-to and anyone that works with me has a shit ton of journaling to do. Um, but it's just, it's changed my life. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. That could be a nice place to start as well. Uh, what does inner confidence mean to you? Mm, Good question. I like this question. Inner confidence means to me, having your own back all the time, knowing that you're going to make mistakes and you're not going to get everything right. And, Things are going to go wrong, but you've got your own back. It's just that ability to show up in the world as your unapologetic self without needing approval from other people. Yes. Goosebumps again. Yep. Love it. What's one thing your inner critic used to always tell you that you can now see is just total BS? <laughs> um, so mine is I'm a disappointment and I'm not, and I'm not good enough. Um, still comes up again. I know it's not true, but it does still come up. So that's, yeah, they're my two. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. And what's one piece of advice you'd tell your younger self? Mm. Yeah, this is emotional, this one. Um, so many things, but I think the main one is that you're not alone and that you're stronger than you think. Yeah. You'll be okay. Beautiful. How gorgeous. And if there was one thing, one message or one piece of wisdom that you'd like to impart with the world and the lives that you've touched, what would it be? Firstly, you are worthy. You are worthy of everything that you dream of and desire. And, you know, you're here for a reason you know, you were put on this earth for a reason and no one has your story and you just never know who you're inspiring. You know, sometimes we move through life just thinking that no one cares about us, but there's always someone looking up to you. But I just think, yeah, you're worthy and you're here for a reason and you owe it to yourself to connect with who you really are and show up as your true self. 
Yeah, gorgeous. How beautiful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. What a juicy conversation. (laughs) Is there anything you would like to add, anything that we didn't cover in the conversation today that you'd like to share with the listeners? I feel like we've covered so much. (laughs) Um, I don't think so. I think it's just don't be afraid to do the work. You know, don't be afraid to put make yourself a priority. Um, again, as women, we often, you know, we put everyone else's needs before our own and it shouldn't be like that. You know, it's yeah. it's scary making yourself a priority in your life and it might feel really challenging. But, again, it's the most rewarding thing that you'll do and you're worth it. Like, I think that's all, like, just start living for you knowing that obviously there are people in your life that you care about and that you're doing things for and that you're looking after but stop putting yourself last yeah yeah keeps coming back to the worthiness piece hey and that's like a key thread of my work and and your work I'm I'm sure as well it's such a core thing 100% and we attach our worth to so many external things you know whether it's money whether it's jobs whether it's status whether it's you know Married with kids, you know, I was going to be married with kids at the age of 25 and that didn't happen, clearly. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but just, you know, yeah, we attach our worth to external things and we're worthy anyway, Yeah, you know. And I think the other thing is we're not meant to stay the same person. Mm. You know, don't be afraid to change and evolve because you're meant to. Yes, 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 yes. And I love that you've shared lots of, of how that's, played out for you how you've evolved and journeyed and and changed it's been there's been lots of evolutions in in Jackie's life (laughs) (laughs) oh amazing amazing this has been so good hey can you share with the listeners where they can find you and, and reach out come hang out with you yeah for sure the best place is over on Instagram so you can find me at just jackie.rogash so r-o-g-a-s-h and Jackie's actually spelt different as well but you'll see that from the episode <laughs> yes. um I do have a Facebook group in a transformations with Jackie but Instagram's probably the best place or my website is jackierogash.com amazing amazing and you also have a beautiful podcast and I have a podcast I forgot about my podcast I do have a <laughs> podcast my podcast is your true self with Jackie Rogash and I'm so excited to have you as a guest on there very shortly Yay. um yeah so come and hang out in my podcast as well I've got some epic epic speakers in there and yeah lots of golden nuggets and little insights and if you don't believe me that when we talk about us being human and having stuff listen to the podcast you'll hear about all all the stuff (laughs) yes love it love it love it we will link all of those beautiful um online homes and your podcast in the show notes so people can go say hi and check you out and just Thank you again from the bottom of my heart for your love, your realness, sharing so openly and vulnerably and yeah, just that you're such a beautiful light in this world and it sounds like you are yeah, creating some beautiful ripple effects throughout the world. So it sounds amazing. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for having me. I like, I love, I love these chats. You know, I think it's, as you said, we need to have more of them, but yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's a real, it's a real honor. Oh, pleasure, pleasure. Wasn't that epic? 
For all of the details and things we talked about in today's show, you can check them out in the show notes and that's over at evelynkelly.co.nz forward slash podcast. And if you can think of anyone who would really benefit from this episode, then please share it with them. And while you're there, I would be so grateful if you could leave me a five-star review in iTunes so that we can get this podcast out to even more humans and create a ripple effect throughout the world. 